RTI Time Machine. Today's time traveler is John Van Trieste. And the destination Tainan, the 1930s. There are some buildings that come to define an era. In the southern city of Tainan, for instance, when people think of the 1930s, the grand old Hayashi department store comes to mind. When it was opened in 1932, it was the talk of the town. At five stories high, it was the tallest building around, and its triangular facade, jutting out assertively, seemed to be pointing towards the future. Inside were wonders then unheard of in southern Taiwan. The latest fashions, luxury goods, and exotic cuisines all beckoned. And though few could afford the prices, anyone could go in and take a look around. After a long period of neglect, this southern landmark reopened once again as a department store in 2013. While still as imposing as ever though, today's Hayashi department store is probably unlike any department store you've seen before. Joining us this week to talk about Hayashi's past and present is Zheng Pongin, the store's deputy director of planning. By the 1930s, Taiwan had already been under Japanese colonial rule for over 30 years. But it was at this point in the colonial period that Taiwan society saw some of the most dramatic changes yet. This, for the masses at least, became the era of the electric light and the airplane, the telephone and the automobile. New places called cafes became centers of social activity. In 1932, the year Hayashi's opened in Tainan, the Columbia Record Company released a movie theme song called Peach Blossom Weeps Tears of Blood. It was Taiwan's first modern popular song pressed into vinyl. Modern, this was the buzzword of the day. And for the people of Tainan, the Hayashi department store defined what that was. The Hayashi in the store's name refers to Hayashi Hoichi, a Japanese businessman who joined many others of his generation in leaving his home to seek his fortune in one of Japan's colonies. Born in Yamaguchi Prefecture in 1883, he lost his parents early on and was raised by an aunt and uncle. In 1912, at around the age of 29, he moved on southward to Taiwan. He'd run a delivery company back home, but otherwise had little business experience. Ms. Zheng says that the reason he came to Taiwan is unclear, but research into records from the time shows an especially large number of Japanese from his area arriving in Taiwan. Once on the ground in Taiwan, Hayashi found a mentor, and he set about starting up businesses and making good investments. After some years, he'd made a fortune and was ready for his biggest project yet. This department store, his great achievement which bore his name, came very close to being Taiwan's first ever department store. Hayashi's lost that title to the Kikumoto department store, which opened up north in Taipei just days earlier. Down south in Tainan, though, that fact did nothing to lessen how impressive Hayashi's creation was. Its first floor sold tobacco, alcohol, and imported sweets from Japan and beyond. 
The second floor had children's clothing and bedding, the third textiles and kimonos, and the fourth dinnerware, cutlery, and timepieces. As we've said, the fifth floor was the highest vantage point around, but it was exciting for another reason, too. Here, up above the rest of the city, were two restaurants. One featured strange and exotic Western cuisine, while the other was a café and tea room, the height of fashion. All of this may not impress us very much, but at the time, it dazzled. The store even had that most rare and modern of things, an elevator. At the department store's reopening in 2013, those who still recalled the store's earliest days gushed about the place they remembered. A meal in one of the fifth-floor restaurants, for example, was a great extravagance, something that might set the average person back by a whole month's salary. For many people, buying anything at all here was out of the question, though Ms. Zheng says that a few parents might buy a piece of clothing or stationery to reward exceptionally well-behaved children. At the reopening, one woman said she still had a present her parents had bought her at the store years and years ago. The store's goods were the sort of thing worth treasuring. The department store quickly made its way into local popular culture. The store's elite associations made it a place where the crust of local society, doctors and lawyers mainly, arranged to meet up with one another. Ms. Zheng says the store appears in important works of Taiwanese literature from the period. And there was a fashionable saying that circulated around Tainan. Don a straw hat, put on the indoor slippers, and ride the elevator. It's the greatest pleasure on earth. Hayashi himself never saw how successful his great project became. Hayashi fell ill and died up in Taipei just five days after the store opened. The department store became instead something Hayashi's wife worked to manage. With her work and the work of others, the store continued to capture local imaginations and transformed local tastes. However, its heyday lasted less than 15 years. In 1945, at the close of the Pacific War, Allied bombing left the building damaged. Before the year was out, the war had ended, and so had Japanese rule on Taiwan. The Republic of China government, which took control of Taiwan after the war, had other ideas about how to use the building. Anti-aircraft positions were placed on the roof, and over several decades, the building housed offices. Inside was the government salt monopoly and the salt police that enforced it. Later, there was also a more ordinary police unit there. In the end, though, the building was abandoned and left to squatters. It was only in 1998 that the building was declared a city heritage site and turned over to the Tainan city government. And later, in 2010, a three-year refurbishment project got underway. At first, there was a variety of ideas about what to do with the building. 
Some suggested that a museum or exhibition space might be best. But Hayashi's was a department store, and some felt that it should be a department store once again. Since 2013, the Koche Development Company has indeed turned the building back into a store, but one that serves just to reflect the city of Tainan. Ms. Zheng says the idea of the original store had been to open the eyes of local people to a wider world. But in the new store, the management would instead open the eyes of the world to Tainan. Each of its floors are now filled with local products and handicrafts, accessories, fragrances, and so forth, some made in shops that are at least as old as the original Hayashi's. The fifth-floor restaurant now serves not foreign fare, but local cuisine. Meanwhile, though, all of the original elegant fixtures have been restored or reconstructed, down to the arrow pointing out what floor the elevator has reached. It's a place the Hayashi family can still be proud of, and indeed the family still remembers the place. Early in 2013, when the revived store reopened its doors, Hayashi Hoichi's daughter-in-law flew back to Taiwan to see the place again. The Hayashi building is no longer the tallest in the neighborhood, but it still outshines all the rest. Now boldly lit up at night, it is the striking kind of building that just isn't built anymore, a piece of glamour from another era that's become a piece of southern Taiwan's heritage. I'm John Van Trieste, and I hope you'll join me again next week for another journey through time.